Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Through with Elena podcast. I'm Elena, and wow, we're already at episode four. Now, before I talk about this week's guest, let's get to some shout outs. This week, I've got a big one going out to some friends of the podcast. They've been on it before. Runaway June. Their debut album, Blue Roses, finally came out on June 28th, which I don't know when you're listening to this, but for me, that was just a couple days ago, so I'm still just on cloud nine for them. Please go give them some love. Stream it. Download it. It is so good. They worked with some of the biggest songwriters in town, and let me tell you, it shows. By the way, the track, We Were Rich, it will give you all the feels. Anyway, congratulations, ladies. Keep killing it. And speaking of ladies killing it, this week's guests have been doing just that out on the road with Runaway June and a little artist you might have heard of, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, they are direct support on the Cry Pretty Tour 360, Maddie Marlowe and Taylor Dye, also known as Maddie and Tay. Now, we go back several years and they have been through a lot. So we had quite a bit of catching up to do, especially about their experience switching labels, which is really a pretty fascinating thing to hear about the behind the scenes of that. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie and Tay. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited. I asked I asked our team, I was like, can we please be on the podcast? Because I love it. I oh think it's so gosh. cool what you're doing. I love you guys. And and everything that you've been doing is so cool. And you know, we were talking about this actually when we did an interview on National Nights Live about how we've known you guys since you guys were like 18. Yes. Is it now? Yes. And we're 23, going to be 24 oh this gosh. year. And so y'all gone through everything with us like yeah. y'all been yeah. there since the very beginning and that's where I want to start at the very beginning of your guys's career with your debut single girl in a country song because I was reflecting on that the other day and just thinking about how y'all were only 18 but you were like so far ahead of your time I mean oh. you were realizing the issue that was on the radio before everybody was really talking about it what was your process of realizing like hey this is kind of not right like we're just kind of the subjects of the songs were not really being heard. What was the process of realizing that at 18? The repetitiveness, I think it was just hard to ignore. Cause I mean, we love to listen to the radio. And so we would just hear the same thing, the same reference and the same, you know, the way men are speaking to girls in these Mm -hmm. songs and representing us. And so we were like, huh, that's interesting. Like they all, so they all think that we are long-legged, tan, love to wear cut off shorts and we'll just wear a bikini all day no matter what and we just thought that's so unrealistic mm-hmm. i mean it, it just like screamed unrealistic so we just sat down with our co-writer and made a list We're do like, you think that if you weren't because i think that there's beauty in like being naive and there's yes. beauty there, there's a lot of really great things about like not having all the experience yet do you feel like you would have put a, out a song like that right now having been through everything that you've been through I think we still would have put it out yeah. if the timing was right. Cause we've like, I don't know. We're, we just roll like, we're going to say what we want to say. If we're going to mm-hmm. work this hard, we're going to put out music that we believe in that we love. But it, you know, moving to Nashville at 17 years old, we were very naive yeah. thinking like, you know, everything's going to be great and it's going to be so fun. And mm-hmm. it was hard. We sacrificed everything to do what we love. And then, you know, with Girl in a Country Song, we we didn't know it was making a huge splash. We were 18, just speaking our mind right. and didn't really realize. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did we put Chafe in a song? And it went number one. <laughs> yeah. like, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> Wait, that's impressive, actually, the more you think I about know. that. Number yeah. one song. I bet I bet we're the only number one song that has the word Chafe in we it. We should look that up and make a Breaking plaque records. if you are, because... 
Actually, that would be hilarious. Just an entire plaque that says only number one song with the word Chafe in it. I'm looking into that. Ryan, look into it. Oh, my God. Well, you guys, since then, I mean, I, I think something that's interesting is that with social media and everything right now, you know, you follow your favorite stars and you just think like, oh, they have hundreds of thousands of followers. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Everything looks fantastic. But there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And since you guys had so much success with that song and you've had so much success with other things, there was a lot going on behind the scenes you guys recently switched labels i mean that's one of the most notable things that's different about the new music and new vibe that you have coming out right now can you talk a little bit about what that is like as an artist to go through a label change because it's a big deal mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when you're at a label too you know this industry is all about making connections and mm-hmm. having really close relationships because you're around these people every day and they become like family so not only was it our careers were kind of on a standstill, it was like these people that we had gotten to know so well and basically felt like we're family to us are no longer going to be in our lives. Right. So it was just, it was a lot of aspects going into why it hurt so bad, but we were also just very young and very eager to put out new music. And we knew that we kind of had, not anything to prove, but we knew that we just wanted to show people that there was so much more to us and we yeah. were just very eager to do that. And it's, I understand because fans and listeners don't know all the, you know, business side of things. We still struggle to even articulate it because it's confusing to us too. But when the label shut down and we were kind of just like, question mark, what are we going to do? Right. To some fans or to some people, it looked like we had gotten dropped, like Mm -hmm. it was our fault. And in some way it felt like that, but that wasn't the case at all. And so every month that passed, we would have people asking, you promised new music this year. Like you actually promised new music soon. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And what are y'all doing? And it's it's hard to explain. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they just really, they just wanted to know what we were doing and we just didn't have an answer and that sucked. To put it kind of into perspective, it felt like getting laid off in the public eye, which was like even worse. Like it felt like even though it wasn't our failure, Mm -hmm. it was like we failed in front of everyone. And it just, it took a while for me to completely delete that from my brain and say, this is not like success is like a thousand failures all lumped into one. Like you cannot mm-hmm. experience success without failure. And it, it wasn't really failure now, but at the time that's what it felt like. You know, yeah. there's all these things that whenever you're really passionate about your job, like your self-worth gets tied in and you're like, you know, I had those thoughts like I'm not a good enough writer. I'm not a good enough artist. I'm not a good enough this because this happened when in reality it's just business. It's, right. it's mm-hmm. nothing personal, but when you are your brand and you are your art, you take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a huge hit, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that is is something to remember as a fan too, that no matter what, like this is an industry, it's a business and there's yeah. always reasoning behind everything. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys deal with that on a personal level? I mean, I was talking to Mayor Morris a few weeks ago and you know, that's another person that you look at and you think everything in life has got to be fantastic. But she's like, no, it's hard, and I go to therapy. That's yeah. how I deal with it. Do you guys do anything along those lines? Therapy. Yeah. 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 Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> therapy and Jesus, yeah. I started, um, well, I got into the therapy thing because my fiance and I went to premarital counseling but because we're getting married later this year and that was mm-hmm. something really important for us to do. Um, I think, just like, side note, I think it's, it's important to like, prepare your actual relationship and not just for the one day. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But that kind of like feeling comfortable in that place made me feel like, okay, I guess I could do some solo therapy. And I did. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's hard. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're open to it and you're open to working hard, like it's great. But if you go in closed minded, I think it's really difficult. But I've been, I've been telling Tay for years, I want to go to therapy. I want to go to therapy. And I just didn't have the courage to do it until this year and now I'm like oh my gosh why did I wait so long but yeah I think having a great group of people around you I think really being self-aware and knowing when you need a minute knowing when you need a break Mm -hmm. listening to yourself listening to your body and I mean it is a lot easier having my best friend with me for all of this because she's the only other person on earth that knows what all this feels like you know yeah I'm glad that you guys are open to talking about it too because it's it's important that we start normalizing it, I think. Yes. Right? Because it, there's, in yeah. a lot of places, there's kind of this stigmatism of like, you know, oh, you're crazy if you go to therapy. But no, it's like a totally normal thing, like working on yourself and it's important. Yeah. yeah. It's really important. I've still got more with Maddie and Tay, including their advice to women who constantly feel like they're being pitted against one another. Oh, I know how that feels. Back with more Breaking Through in just a second. One of the things that we love to share on our podcast is birth stories. Did you have any like crazy cravings? Ordered a pizza, ate the whole thing. Oh my God. Interested in hearing more? I'm Carly Waddell. And I'm Jade Roper. You may remember us from The Bachelor. Check out our free and funny original podcast, Mommy's Tell All, on the Westwood One Podcast Network for all things women and babies. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening. And now more of my chat with Maddie and Tay on the Westwood One Podcast Network. You guys are, are some of the most powerful women in country music. I mean, you're you're definitely women that think that everybody thinks of when you bring up women in country music. Oh, wow. One other thing that I always really like to talk about with female artists, because there are a lot of aspiring artists that listen to this podcast as well and will write in questions and and want to know things. But they one thing that a lot of girls deal with is the fact that we're often pitted against each other because there is very little room right now for women in country music and women in a lot of different industries because of how everything's been set up. You know, obviously we're working on on changing that, but right now we're still kind of mentally set up to get jealous because we're human. And when other women get opportunities and you see that happen, how do you deal with with jealousy or with seeing women get a spot that maybe you guys could have gotten? I don't really feel that way just towards women. I think like for me career wise, when I see someone else succeeding, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like I'm so happy for them. And then there is a part where it's like, dang, I wish, you know, like I was doing that. And then I just completely shut that out of my head and say, that's not my story to tell. That's their story and they're rocking their story and their story is going to do something totally different than what ours is going to do. But I think it's important if you are confident in yourself and you're confident in what you do and you know that what you're doing is different, I think that kind of squashes all those jealous, you know, comparing voices. But it is hard, like, especially Mm -hmm. just being a young girl in this world, not comparing yourself to 
Instagram models and, you know, um, the most successful blah, blah, blah. Like, even though we're in the public eye, we still struggle with that. But I think if you just spend the time on your confidence and your self-worth, those things don't yeah. shake you, and or at if, least for me. If you are a believer and you love you some Jesus, the only thing that gets me out of that headspace mm. is I literally, I have to tell myself, God is a God of unlimited favor and blessings. There is not, he can't just say, oh, I'm going to give you the number one song and sorry, you have to sit over here. He has a story for you. He has a plan for you. And he's he has unlimited amount. He will overflow your cup if you let him so i just have to remind myself that yeah that he's not he doesn't just have a couple blessings that he's gonna he choose and pick thing. and he's not gonna mm-hmm. pick someone else over you exactly yeah. mm-hmm. see that's beautiful and i and, and i think that that's great advice and i'm really glad that you guys said that but i i also do want to talk before you guys go because i know we only have a couple more minutes here which i wish that we could talk all day me but too. i i want to talk about uh the carrie underwood cry pretty 360 tour because yes. When she she came on the podcast and she had just announced it and everywhere the headlines were all female tour. And yes, it's wonderful, but also like it's so weird that we it's a thing. It's a thing. That's because exactly what be we thing. say. Exactly. It should not be a thing. It should just be normal to have an all female tour, all male tour mixed together. Like it's Can it's, you imagine blah 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 and an all male tour? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But is that something that you guys now, because of course we want to normalize it and Mm. doing something like this tour is, is a big part of normalizing it. But do you guys think that you'll down the line want to make conscious decisions to like maybe hire female producers or, you know, have female, all female bills? Like, how do you want to be a part of that conversation? We have five females out on the road with us. Yeah, it's hell yeah. Like our monitor engineer is a girl. Our tour manager is a girl. And our merch merch. girl is a girl. Or merch girl is a girl. (laughs) But we didn't hire them because they're women. We hired them because they're badass and they do their job well. But I think it's important, like, just to highlight other women. But also, like, we can keep up with the boys. We don't need, like you know, the, I'm going to just work with you only because you're a girl. No, our manager, our actual manager is a girl. So yes. Yeah. yeah. We have, yeah. Haley's like our little, like little puzzle piece put her together. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do think it's important to lift each other up, but also to prove like we can hang with the boys Mm -hmm. and there's literally nothing different. Like, you know, it was sweet. My fiance the other night, he was like, I just want you to know I'm a feminist. And I was like, Oh, Thank you. And he was like, I think it's crap that you don't get the same, you know, opportunities because of your gender. Like, that's just ridiculous. And I was like, thanks, babe. I just wanted to random, but I love that for the win. Yes. Random. But I was like. Yes, I thank you for saying that. Claps oh, for Jonah. See, on I that know. note, we we can wrap things up because just like I always like to point out, there are so many men that are supporting this message and yes, love hearing are. women as well. And we're yes. so thankful for everybody who's just a part of this entire yes. conversation, Let's including just all do you it guys. Together. Exactly, Maddie and Tay. Thank you so much for being here. Please come back anytime, and oh, we can have you. more conversations Let's and do, it. We'll do all kinds of things. Next time, amen. <laughs> I mean, all great conversations involve wine, right? 
always down. All right, let's get to some thank yous. Of course, Maddie and Tay, Donna Hughes, their entire UMG Nashville team, Jim Casey, Joey Salvia, Nikita Palmer, and a new member of the team hooking us up with some bomb pictures, Sammy Shea. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. Find me at Elena D. Smith across all social media, but you'll get to me fastest on Instagram. That's E-L-A-I-N-A-D Smith. S-M-I-T-H. I know I have the easiest last name. Ooh, and if you get a chance, I'd love you forever if you would rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review, even better. This way, the podcast will be easier to discover for those looking to find a new show to listen to. And these ladies' stories, they need to be heard, right? Now, this is Breaking Through with Elena. And make sure to check out the next episode. I'll be featuring Bailey Bryan. If you haven't heard of her yet, I'm about to do you a big favor. And girl was ready to be super open and honest. It's one of my favorites yet. So until then, thank you for listening and sending you all of my love. Bye, guys. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.